Welcome back to Bible Love. We're recording this on All Saints Day, November 1st. Uh, so when this comes out tomorrow, it will be the Feast of All Souls, or of all the faithful departed. We'll talk about the differences and similarities here in a little bit. Uh, but this, the collect for all the faithful departed, let us pray. O God, the maker and redeemer of all believers, grant to the faithful departed the unsearchable benefits of the passion of your Son, that on the day of his appearing they may be manifested as your children, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Well, we thought we, since we finished up Isaiah and before we go into um, the next couple of books, we thought we'd do something a little bit different because this is sort of an interesting week in the life of the church. There's actually three sort of holy days right in a row, right? The 31st, the 1st, and the 2nd. And, the Feast of um, Trunk or Treat, right? Yeah, right. Well, actually, Halloween has is has really deep roots. It's not a made up holiday like a Hallmark holiday like Valentine's Day. Um, and I asked Alan if he would link. I don't know if y'all remember, but this summer we had the pleasure of interviewing um, Danielle Hitchens and with Catechesis Books, and she put up this just wonderful sort of imagery of helping us think about these three days. Um, it's actually called All Hallow Tide, the three days, okay? Um, and that is Halloween, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day. So October 31st is Halloween. All Saints Day is November 1st. And November 2nd is All Souls Day. Now, in the church, some big churches may, you know, celebrate all three. But in my church, and I would assume this is the way it is in your church, um, we move All Saints Day to the Sunday after. Um, because one of the things I love about that and the tradition of the church is, you know, when someone dies, everybody's kind of like jumps on it. We're into it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then life moves on. And one of the traditions of um, Church of the Resurrection, and I know many churches is on All Saints Day, we actually say the names of all the parishioners who have died over the past year to remember them. And, you know, for me, I had two amazing women in my life die this year, um, my mother-in-law and my grandmother. And, you know, it's just wonderful to think about them and, and also all the saints who have been a part of our lives. So let's start with Halloween, which was yesterday, um, and kind of give a little background on that. So the word hollow actually means a saint or a holy person. Um, and these three days, which could also be thought of like as a triduum, like we have um, during Holy Week, um, are, are the, sort of the autumn triduum, Right. So there are days that we are to consider how we are preparing for the future in the church. Um, also, as we celebrate the cloud of witnesses which have gone before us. 
So yesterday, All Hallows Eve or Halloween is a day we anticipate our entrance into the church triumphant and reflect upon our own mortality. We remember that we must physically die. Are we ready? So my guess would be that this is how sort of the scariness and the ghost and the all that maybe got transformed into. Um, although now Halloween this year was seems like it was like a big Barbie year. There was lots of Barbie stuff and um, all of that. But I think it, it was meant, to, it, like I said, it wasn't a made up holiday. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, right. The church, has, the modern church, has a weird thing with Halloween, right? Lots of churches have fall festivals because, heaven forbid, we do this satanic thing called Halloween. Right. We have to call it like Harvest Fest. We right. do stupid stuff. When, in fact, Halloween, dressing up in costumes, dressing up as ghosts and goblins, we're actually making fun of death. Right. Right. This is like the most Christian thing we can do. And we can say, oh, death, where is your victory? And I'm going to dress up as Barbie. Yeah. Right? Like, we're <laughs> mocking it. Um, right. And but and to turn that around and, you know, Christians get it twisted up and they're like, oh, it's satanic. No, it's actually a very Christian thing. And uh, it's maybe one of the most Christian things we can do and, and tell death that you are not the end. Yeah. We are not scared of you. Yeah. And there's also like a lot of fun into it as well. Sure, It's we a lot of fun. All kinds of trick-or-treaters here yesterday. It was so fun to watch Murray like sitting on our steps, giving out candy to whoever came by and like there's there, it's a time to celebrate and that's yeah. that's not a, a negative thing and so I do yeah. I agree with you I get sad when people are like it's satanic or something it's not and it actually has deep deep roots in our history of the church and I think um, we need to remember that like it's important yeah in my church um, you know we separated out this past Sunday we didn't celebrate Halloween at church but we had our trunk or treat. Like we, huh? we let all saints, um, you know, that's going to be this coming Sunday. We let it sit on its own. Um, well, we combine all saints and, and all souls, which we'll talk about right. in a minute, the distinction between those, but churches do them together. Um, but like we wanted to celebrate and, and, you know, we, I bought like this indoor ax throwing thing. And so kids, because it was raining, we didn't have trunks. We had tables set up. And so kids would come and throw these little uh, rubber axes that fit on like a rubber dartboard. Please don't think I'm using sharp objects. Like we <laughs> celebrate and we have kids dressed up as trash trucks and kids dressed up as Paw Patrol. And right. Adults, my kid, my 13 year old was dressed up as a bottle of ranch dressing. Oh, I love it. So Adults fun. were dressed up, right? Like come to church dressed as a witch. Yeah. Right. What are we afraid of? Like, right. let's celebrate. Yeah, because the one certainty in life is death, right? And yeah. so I think, and I and I don't know about you, um, Alan, but I, when I'm talking with my older parishioners, like, I watch them sort of accepting their mortality and looking back at their life and, and letting go of that fear of death. It's actually like... Yeah a really beautiful thing to watch. I love it. Um, and I hope that when I'm in my eighties, I can do that too. You know, um, I'm not quite ready to do it now, but I think there is something wonderful about Halloween and thinking about that. Um, and, and, and remembering that it does have really deep roots in the church and it's not something to, you know, think is bad because it's not, 
it's it's not. So then we move on to um, what is technically today, although y'all will not hear, listen to this till tomorrow, which is November 1st, and that's called All Saints Day. And All Saints Day is a day we celebrate those who have gone to glory ahead of us and remember that we will rise again to newness of life. Are we fixing our eyes on Christ that we might run with endurance? And I love that. I was thinking about my sermon this this Sunday. And, you know, I think sometimes we think of the saints that are the ones whose the churches are named after, right? St. Martin, St. Paul, St. You know, um, Francis, all of those things. But like, how how are we saints in our lives? That list of people that I'm going to read on Sunday, they were all saints and none of them were famous. None of them did, you know, cured cancer or did anything extraordinary, but they lived faithful, lovely lives centered in Jesus Christ. And so why don't we sort of grasp that name of a saint? You know, why don't we, maybe it's a little S versus a big S, but why don't we say, I have I have a chance to be a saint too, you know, um, and why are we afraid of that, you know? And I think sometimes we don't want to name it until after that person has died. And maybe that's the mistake we're making is trying to claim that within ourselves. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Um, you know, if there's the concept of the priesthood of all believers, like we all take our part in um, being the church in the world, like, I think the sainthood of all believers, right? That's the goal. We obviously recognize people and we have days of special devotion for people who have done amazing things, right? Um, Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you know, those types of people. Um, But like everyone has done their part. There's a lot of people between me and Peter's Pentecost sermon that I'm not a Christian unless these people are saints. My dad, my grandma, you know, generations of folks, right? And so I'm here doing what I do because of a lot of little S saints. You know, then we have um, All Souls Day, which is tomorrow, the day y'all are listening to this. That's like the day for these. But when we don't have enough time in church, unless you have a daily Eucharist. Um, And so we do both, right? We're going to sing for all the saints, or we're going to sing something big where um, we're going to celebrate it. We're going to wear white. We're going to do all that. But we're also going to read those names of the people um, who have died. And I'm not going to know who half of these people are, but they're going to be someone that has touched someone else's life. Um, yeah. Me, know, it's also an interesting day. It's also um, All Saints Day. We often do baptisms yeah. on All Saints Day, which I think some people kind of like are like, what? We're celebrating the dead, yet we're doing baptism. But they go hand in hand, Right. I mean, they they are part of our lives is it, even in the prayers of the people when we uh, at a funeral, it says they were baptized in Christ. They were nourished with Eucharist, you know, all of those things. Like, I think I think they are the beginning and the end of the, our earthly life, you know, and and they should go together in a lot of ways. Like that makes sense in my brain. Yeah. Like, you know, um we're doing a baptism on the first Sunday of Advent and that's great. If I wanted to do a baptism on the first Sunday of Lent, some people might get a little right, like uneasy, mm-hmm. but you know, to me, like I'm going to quote the Bible, what is to prevent me from being baptized? I'll literally baptize someone anytime. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think about like, why are we so afraid of death that we don't want to be reminded of it when we're holding this baby above the water and saying the words that like buried with Christ, like that's not metaphor. Yeah. Right. Like we're actually saying something is dying in this act. So on all saints day, that's the culmination of what we're doing with this baby or with this adult, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, one family in my church, I don't know if I talked about this on here or not. Uh, grandma died. Great grandma died. We buried her on Saturday. We baptized the newest baby on Sunday. And so it was this kind of like 24 hour period in which this family and by extension, our church family celebrated death and rebirth, death and new life. And like, what's more real than that? I mean, we can't, we can't hold a baby over the baptismal waters and pretend that death isn't real. Everyone in that room knows this baby's going to die someday. Yeah. But the hope in the baptism is that, that, um, the name of that child will be read on the Feast of All Saints 100 years down the road. Love that. Because of what we're doing right now. Love that. I like that full circle. Um, and I've never really thought about that. But like every name that I'm going to read on Sunday at one point had been baptized and there was a day of celebration, you know. Um, and I think that I think that is such a an amazing like thought of how Christ is just in us at all points of our lives, you know? Um, I really love that. Thank you. The two services where a normal person coming to church is going to hear their name liturgically is baptism and burial. Yeah. Everyone will who comes to church, some people in a marriage, some people in other sacraments, but like, if you just go to church on a normal Sunday, you're not going to hear your name necessarily, but you're going to hear, Mary Balfour, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Or you're going to hear um, your name in the church for the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really powerful. Really, really powerful. So the third section of this triduum is what you all are hearing on Thursday, November 2nd. So that is called our All Souls Day. And that's a day we celebrate those whose faith has impacted our own lives, remembering that no one escapes death. Do we make the most of what God has given us? So I do think that all saints and all souls can be sort of confused or can be kind of combined. Um, in, 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 and, and I know that in um, some Latinx traditions, there's um, the Day of the Dead is considered All Souls Day, um, you know, and there's all these wonderful, like, I went to one uh, um, a, a fiesta one time in Birmingham where, you know, there's tables that were set up and, you know, all these wonderful um, people masked and, and the tables are set up with the person they were remembering with pictures and all of that. Um, and they can be confused, but I love that we actually give them like two separate days um, to think about the saints, maybe with the big S and the souls, maybe with a little S. Um, and um, give them that deserved recognition of who they are. And yeah, we do sort of concentrate on the ones that died this past year, but I also, um, I'm sure for you and for others who have had death in their life, like it's just a great random day 
to remember all of those who are in heaven now that have meant so much to us and how do we want to exemplify them in our own lives? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, all stand outside in our memorial garden Sunday morning before the service or as the service starts. The first thing we're going to do is, you know, name before God those for whom we love and see no longer. And I'm going to read off these names. And at the end, I'm going to say, and those we now name. And that's the chance for people who maybe didn't email us in time or someone who just walks in. And even if they're not on the list, right, they're going to be able for me, anytime that's an option. I pray for Dale. I pray for Betty. I pray for Russ. Yeah. Right. Every time, every tomorrow, we have our Memorial Eucharist tomorrow, first Thursday of every month. We pray for the people who've died in the past month. And I open it up. Those we now name. And there's names we hear. I say my names. Other people say their names. Like anytime we have that opportunity because of who those people were to me or who those people were to people I know and love. Um, like I want to to remember them and Certainly. call to mind. And, you know, the way I've heard um, all saints and all souls in the church, we, we put them together because we just do it on Sunday. Uh, like All Saints Day is the day that we remember, like Mother Teresa. All Souls Day is the day we remember Grandma. Right. right. They each have their own thing. And, you know, for me, there's very little difference between like St. Peter and my dad. Um, right. But to know that they each have their own day. Yeah, exactly. Um, Danielle included on um, her post this great quote by C.S. Lewis from one of my favorite books, Mere Christianity. And I just think this like really sort of encompasses all three of these days. So if you don't mind, I'd like to read this quote. Submit to death, death of of your ambitions and favorite wishes every day and death of your whole body in the end. Submit with every fiber of your being, and you will find eternal life. Keep back nothing. Nothing in you that has not died will ever be raised from the dead. So again, that's C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. And what I really like about that is we can submit those things that are holding us back, those things that are helping us fall, helping keeping us from falling more and more in love with Jesus. Like th- these are also days, of course, they're days to recognize those that, that have gone to heaven, but they all, it also could be days to recognize things that we have to let go of to death and to rise again in our earthly lives. Um, and I, I think that's what C.S. Lewis is saying. I mean, we have all sinned. We have all done things that we can't forgive ourselves for. And maybe we need to be more intentional about that so that we can grow deeper and deeper in our love with Christ. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that is how we work towards sainthood is figuring out where we're not living up to what Jesus expects of us. Um, repenting making changes uh, to live more fully as, as the people God wants us to be um, in the life that we have. Right. And we don't, you know, like I try to be healthy. I don't want to die anytime soon, but at some level, like it's inevitable and it's okay. Right. Like we have to live our life um, 
but we can't be afraid of death. Like this isn't something we can put off. We have to approach each day. This sounds cliche. Approach each day as if it's our last. And that means, number one, living it to the fullest that God wants us to. But then also understanding that our last day on earth is not our last day for the Christian. Yeah. And I think as I grow deeper and deeper in love with Jesus, I become less afraid of that. You know, I've, I've become, and I, again, I'm not, I'm 46 years old. I'm not ready to go to heaven yet, but I do see how life works and, and working with older people, you know, I can see how that time comes when you are ready for that, you know, and I think that's part of our goal as Christians is to live into that more and more and remember that there will be everlasting life, you know, um, and yes, we are the ones, you know, when people die, I'm not sad for them. I'm sad for us, right? Because it's us that misses them. They are in this joyous place that I believe in with all my heart, you know. Um, when I think about my mother-in-law and my grandmother and my grandfather and all the dogs I've ever had and, you know, all of the things, I, I imagine this beauty, beauty that's just wonderful, and when it's my time, I'm going to be ready, you know, and I have loved working with older people because I think they have that sense of that, that you and I in our 40s aren't quite there yet. But I could see my life unfolding to be there when I'm at the end of my life, you know. Yeah. And that, you know, um, a Sunday can be, will be an emotional day for folks who've lost people close to them in the last year or when we read names of people we've lost that that we thought the world would not go on right. when this person died. Um, but I'm reminded of, in the Book of Common Prayer, there's before the major services, there's this thing called concerning the service, mm-hmm. where it's just directions or whatever. And for the burial office, it says um, the Christian burial is an Easter liturgy. Yes. It finds all its hope and meaning in the resurrection. And so we celebrate this life because we know that for the person uh, whom we're there to to put into the ground, uh, life has changed, not ended, and they're actually they've gone to glory. They're doing better than all of us. Yeah, we are Easter but then, people. But then the next line is that that does not make grief unChristian. Absolutely. Like the burial office says, you're going to be sad, and that's okay. That's about us, right? Like um, we as Christians don't necessarily need to be sad that some for someone who died. Um, obviously, there's tragic circumstances, but. But our hope is that that they're doing better than the rest of us. But it's okay that we grieve, too. We can't go around and pretend everything's okay. That's not what the Christian hope is. It's not make-believe that it doesn't suck. It's realizing that grief is real and, and grief does suck, but that Jesus is with us in the grief and Jesus will get us to the other side. Yeah, beautifully said. Well, I just thought this was, I hope um, you all don't mind us interrupting our Bible love by doing something different, but I have I just thought this was interesting to kind of learn about these days, and um, I'm always wanting to learn, and I'm always um, encouraging others to learn, and I think it's important sometimes to um, just have discussions about what these these important days are. So now I know that we have an autumn triduum. I never knew that before. I always thought the triduum was Holy Week, and I liked 
um, learning that. And so I think I'll look at these days differently next year. Um, and, and I appreciate that. So, Alan, thank you. As always, next week we'll get back in. Um, Dr. Tony will be with us. And um, we're looking forward to diving in. I mean, we're almost we don't have much left of the Old Testament, which is interesting. So um, I think in the coming months, I'm excited to be on the other side of the cross. How about you? <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to it. Well, listeners, as always, remember that we love you, but most importantly, God does. Mm-hmm.